People say that uh, 2016 was a terrible year. A lot of musicians passing away, you know. Now here it is, 2017. We lose one of my guys, you know. One of our, one of the guys that really truly defined, you know, kind of me at my best, you know, in the glory days of Pete Van Dyke, you know. Prime time. Grunge era. Now it's not so funny anymore, you know. You wonder why, you know, why a guy out of 7 billion people in the world, that one guy or one part of the planet, you know, would just like make you feel sad. And you never met the guy, you know, when he passes away, right? And you think it's not really him that you miss or that you're going to miss in the future. It's just the memory of going back to the 1990 when you're... Having a hair is down to your shoulders and it's thick, you know, and you can eat a cheeseburger and your fucking gut doesn't grow in front of your eyes, you know. You can do it every Friday. You know, when you can just, you know, just do whatever you wanted to, you were invincible back then, you know. Fucking right. When one of our guys goes, it kind of seems like we're next. Let's <laughs> go. Take a number. Too close to home. So you know what I recommend? I recommend getting a shed in your backyard, loading it full of some of your best friends, some talented musicians. And you know what else? Uh, maybe a bartender. Hell yeah. Start yourself a podcast and make it the greatest show in podcast history ever to come out of Pine Grove. All right. There's only one way to get it started, boys. Let's play a theme song.
Welcome everybody. Oh, oh sorry. We got it? What are you sorry for, Pete? Oh, I would say welcome everybody live from the Dutch Hall. The greatest podcast ever to come out of Pine Grove, Ontario, Canada. Yeah, it is. Mostly because we have the greatest band in podcast history, The Nocturnal Emissions. Comprised this week of Steve the Reluctant German on lead guitar. Hey, Stevie. Yeah, yeah. Our band leader, Michael Bow on rhythm. Hey, folks. And replacing, sitting in the chair of uh, Dave Charters, we have... Mike the Rooster Zinger is here playing mandolin. Zinger. Yeah. We got a new rooster, All Dave. Right. We don't need you. Don't <laughs> want you. Don't miss you. <laughs> and beside him is the ballsy nocturnal emission. He's my personal favorite. We don't give him a microphone because we don't want we don't want to be overshone <laughs> by the manliness that would come out of this guy. He's Whiskey West Haggins and he's here, everybody. And the guy behind him there, he's he's been burnt to a crisp for the last two days in this unseasonably hot temperatures. He's crispy. He's fried, if you will. Give the man some aloe. He's my brother. Bartender and bus driver Paul Van Dyke is here. Hey, hey. And this week, this week we have a great guest. He's been on the show uh, too many times to count, probably three times. This might be his fourth, right? I think. Soon to get a jacket. He's in Shazma territory. He's <laughs> from Orangeville, Ontario. My sorry, Mono. Mono. Jay Kipps from the Jay Kipps Band is here. Hey. Good to be here. <laughs> and hi. Who are you, Pete? Well, you don't forget me. I am the host of this show. The host. Two-time President's Two-time. Club Award winner and international sensation. Wowie Oh man. Pete Van Dyke. <laughs> yeah, let's get this show on the road. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> we added that. International uh, man of mystery. It's got a really good ring to it. Uh, I think. I, yeah. International sensation. All right. Any uh, so Jane, we got we were on Facebook Live the whole time there. Jane, did is anybody watching or caring? Jamie Barham joined us. Bernie. Oh, Jamie, Bernie. Hey. Chris Pick says hi. Hey. Oh, hey, Chris Pick uh, from last week's show. Uh, my brother demands a harmonica every week now. Oh, oh I yeah. demand. That's a long drive for Jacobs. <laughs> yeah, that's a long drive for Jacobs. He's, he's in part of the Nocturnal Emissions now. I didn't introduce him. I introduced him as a special guest, but he was playing harmonica for the, our opener. Yes, so he's was. technically part of Nocturnal Emissions, right? Sure. That's right. Sure so I should have included him in the band. He's around more than Dave. Honorary emission. <laughs> Fuck you, yeah. Dave. Well, I'm, the Nocturnal Emissions is kind of like a, what do you call it? Like a, like a, it's like a cell <laughs> that it's, it just gets, it's just different things in and out of it. And it's the same thing. Mm. The same cell walls. Right. But different stuff fills it up and goes out like osmosis. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was gonna uh, is that too obscure a concept? Fluid no. osmosis. Fluid osmosis. Whoever shows up is the, is the nocturnal emissions. So you have been part of the nocturnal emissions, For Jay. Sure. He's part of Just the like Zinger. Movie. He's been here two weeks. He's been two times. Two times. He's in. Two times, right? What an like honor. 18 years. Feels that. it, eh? He feels it. Braden Akuman, another member. Of course. In and out. Adam Hill. Yep. In and out, right? Yep. But there's a core group. Just be in. The core, what? Hell, pussy. Should, should just be in. Yeah, Charters Charters is one where he should just be out. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. That's because he's not here. Uh, he has no excuse, eh? None. It could be something really serious, and it's awful to make fun of him. You know, he's doing family commitments or work or something. Something could have bad could have happened, you know? Maybe he fell down and hurt himself. We don't know. No, he stated he, it early in the week, too. He just early in the week decided he's not coming. Gone. No explanation. It's none of our business. Was What is our concern that Charters isn't here, right? He's out. He's busy. Yeah, but but what you're seeing from the from the rest of us is real commitment, right? <laughs> we show up, learn a song in 15 minutes, and get to work. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. No big deal. No big deal. That's what we do. That's what we do, Ron. Yeah, it's, it's no big deal at all. Mm-mm. Now, uh, I did want to talk about Chris Cornell passing away. We covered it to open. Uh, he uh, so now, if you think about the grunge era, Steve, you should you should be part of the grunge era. Like yeah. as far as you know, Mike's Mike's actually too young for it, but he's still entrenched. Loves the '90s oh, music. Hundred percent entrenched. Like that's what I remember. It. Was that like you would have been like a, a young teenager, like your yeah. first yeah. first records when I would say like grade seven and grade eight for me were like divulging into the '90s rock. Crazy. Yeah. What was that? What grades? Like seven and eight. I, eight I was in my grade eight. Oh yeah. I don't know. I was, I'm born in '82, so. That's just probably when you're you're getting your own and your yeah, own like taste of music, exactly. right? Exactly. And that was like, your I own thing. Like, uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, mm-hmm. That the their I forget the name of the album now. I should know it. Siamese Dream. Siamese Dream. Yeah, and listening to that and listening to like uh, Nirvana, obviously yeah. in utero, like what blew my mind. I remember then, but same with Soundgarden, like. They were right in there with the mix with Pearl Jam and every everybody from that area. Oh yeah. yeah. See, I was university, end of high school, and beginning of university when uh, grunge era was really big. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was in my prime. Like that was when I was uh, when people cared about you. You know, like when they gave a shit about when you when you're in twenty. You know, they market <laughs> stuff to you. They used to. Yeah. You, yeah. you were like setting trends. Like I could just wear comfortable jeans and a flannel shirt. <laughs> yeah, I remember you coming right? to uh, family events. With like the flannel shirt, I'm like, Pete's got the long hair and the flannel shirt. I'm like, wow. I'm Eddie Vedder. I think my cousin might be Eddie Vedder. I'm young Eddie Vedder, yeah. (laughs) What it was was a real chick magnet back then. And what I loved it is I'd find like my uncles and stuff like that and people like my uncle's age, like uh, Wes's uncle. He came up to me. And he was like uh, at the time bald, right? But he get he would see my hair down to my shoulders and he'd be like, I remember back, you know, in the 70s, you know, when I was rocking that. Freaking shoulder-length hair was awesome. Chicks loved it. I felt great. Right? Fucking right. Yeah. There you, you go. That was the best year of my life was when I had my hair to my shoulders. It was only one year of my life I, I had long hair. Did you ever have long hair? I did have long hair. Yes. Yeah, you did? For how long? I don't know. A couple of years. Yeah? And then uh, where, how old would you have been? Were you with your uh, wife now? I was in, yeah, I was in my early 20s. And your, and your wife, uh, that's when she snatched you up, right? Yeah, that's right. Is that really what it was? It's true, yeah. Your <laughs> wife found you when you had the I long had hair? hair. The hair. long hair, not just hair, but the, the long hair. Long hair. Flowing what? locks. Yes, flowing locks. This is when you were looking your best, Steve. No, whatever. Come on. That's when I was like, that's the, when you have powers like Samson. <laughs> that's right. Pussy powers, though, that's like right. Samson. That's what it is. And then it fell out once you got married or once you committed to her. I, You're I, like, this is my girl, and your hair yeah. just falls out. <laughs> Pretty much. That's yeah. exactly that's what it. happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame it. I don't blame your hair for falling out. Your wife probably said, fall the fuck out. I don't want any other chicks getting their ideas because you look too good. That's right. Right? That's and she just yelled at your hair and it fell right out. It's like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> That's exactly how it happened. It's uh, crazy. Yeah. But did did but, you ever get to see Chris Cornell or Soundgarden? Yes, I did, actually. Uh, it was a great concert. Um, 
if I don't if I'm not mistaken, I think it went with my brother. Yeah. Did weren't we there? This is a great story. It sounds like pedophilia, but you have to remember that Paul was very young, right? So you were like uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just got my beginner, so I was sixteen. He was sixteen, right? I was like nineteen or something, right? Yeah. And uh Paul had some girl that was like fifteen, mm. right? Which is that's what that's the part that sounds gross. <laughs> Anyways, she's the one that got the tickets to this concert. It was at Exhibition Stadium. Nice. And it was, uh, I think it was Blues Traveler, a Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Neil Young to close, right? That's right. Do we at that show? I was at that show. Exhibition. Exhibition place. It was 1993. We had the worst seats in the house. <laughs> the worst seats in the house right in the top corner. And then everybody starts running and jumping over the, the barrier. Remember? Uh, I was on the floor. That was that you're was, already there. That was my first time ever crowd surfing. Was during uh, the Pearl Jam. Oh, that was great. That, that was, was a great. Mirrorball would have been that album. What? Yep. Mirrorball would have been the album there. Yeah, actually. Yeah, maybe. The tour came first, and then they released Mirrorball. Yeah, yeah. They it, they I went think. they charged general admission once Pearl Jam came on, and like me, we had the worst seats, so we had to like <laughs> hang down, uh, hang down and drop. From section to section, because we were already in the upper bowl. And then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then Paul's like wow. going. Him and this like good little wow. girl are going. Like, and I'm like, holy shit! Like, I'm I'm kind of responsible for them. I'm 19. There's like two, these yeah. two kids are just jumping the barrier and going. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I guess I'm jumping the barrier too. Like, we're not sitting there at crap seats. Every single person in the whole place emptied in a general admission. You think I'm going to sit in my crap seats the whole night? You know, you were so, pe- you were only worried about your binoculars you rented. I read the binoculars. <laughs> oh that's how, this, that's how bad my seats were. Wow, you were so grunge, man. <laughs> no, I was never cool, Steve. <laughs> I just, I just. Uh, one year, that. he looked. I looked great one though. Year. That one year, I looked great. Except for the binoculars. I still function over fashion. Function over fashion always. <laughs> For me, it's functional. You gotta look. You gotta get the do the thing that gets the job done. I wanted opera glasses. They didn't rent them. <laughs> I go. I come to a music show. I expect opera glasses. Is that too much to ask? You come to the city of like Toronto. You figure they got opera glasses. It's a fancy town. That's right. No. No. Not at the rock and roll show. No, they didn't. So Cornell live though. Uh, did he live up to the voice on the albums? I. I mean, I. I can't. I can't remember anything but so being unique. impressed. Yeah, like, yeah. like I, I don't. Rem- I was right when we got there, like, because we missed. Uh, but I mean, I, yeah, like, I mean, I didn't. Uh, to be honest, I feel bad because I didn't give them the, the respect that they deserved at the time, because I was just getting there, <laughs> and we we're bitching about my seats, Aww. you know. And that's when I'm watching Soundgarden. The only time I actually watched them live. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, just cut his hair. He came out with the short hair. Oh, really? I couldn't see that. I was uh, in the fucking cheapo seats. It was shocking. It looked like a blurry mess. That was back before you had the internet. <laughs> right? Was it? Yeah, it was before the internet. And I ran into a friend of mine from school once we went over there. It was so crowded in general mission because everybody was in there. And I still ran into friends of mine. Isn't that, a, isn't that crazy? It's crazy. Small little world. Yeah, like you can go to somewhere big with a whole bunch of people and still just like gravity finds you. Like when we went to Lollapalooza in, uh, in Chicago the one year, me and Charters, it's like... Uh, Rage Against the Machine we went to go see. Yeah. I went, and I'm like, I say to my friends, where's Charters? And they go, he went up to the front. He wants to go to the front. And I go, well, it's going to be crazy. You know, there's like 70,000 people. It's, Rage Against the Machine hadn't played in like 10 years or something mm-hmm. like that, right? So you're like, it's going to be nuts, right? I was like, who's with them? Nobody. 
I'm like, oh, I got to go up and make sure Charter's, someone keeps an eye on that idiot because he can't let him be in a big city. You know, the guy's not to be trusted. <laughs> so um, I get, I can't even get close to him, but I can, I see him like from across the way. I can see Charter's, right? With your binoculars? No, my binocular eyes. Because I have like, oh, I just have eagle vision. Eagle vision, yeah. <laughs> it's one of my great attributes. So they go, uh, so Charter's sitting there, and I, I can see him, but I can't get to him because it's too crowded. But he sees me, and then uh, he's drinking, like, rum with this uh, this dude <laughs> right. that has dr- a rum there. But and, in Rome. And then uh, he gets him to pass the bottle through the people to get to me, right? He signaled it. Yeah. And then I, at, right before the show's going to get started, I see, look in front of me, there's, like, a 12-year-old kid. Like, it's, like, all, it's all uh, squished, right? And there's this little 12-year-old kid, like, skinny little... I guess at the age, you know. It's a kid. But it's a kid. Too small to be here. Like, you're going to get crushed, man. And uh, so I tell him, like, dude, it's going to get crazy here. You you know, you're going to get really hurt. And uh, and his mother goes, like, uh, he knows what he's doing. Like, Ouch. tell him he get yelled at me, right? And then as soon as the siren goes off and they play the first note, it was mayhem. You were just trying to stay alive, man. You couldn't stand up. It kept... Taking yeah. you the sway that mm-hmm. pushes you to the ground and yeah, crazy yeah. rips your shoes from your feet. Oh, it, yeah. You gotta lose your hat, your, your everything. sunglasses, everything. Charter's lost his camera. He gets he and he ended up getting sucked right to the front, the front rail, and the front rail uh, bruised his uh, yeah. his chest, and then he flipped ov- over like a, like a little <laughs> Polish pumpkin fl- flying over the <laughs> the uh, railing. He jumped to security. Yeah, and then they kicked him out like. To the glory of God, you know, Charles was so happy. And then I was like, uh, I kept falling down and, and uh, getting back up. And, and uh, it was just craziness. You know, I remember me and this one guy kept falling down together and helping each other up or whatever. And it wasn't, you know, for that guy. I, you know, I could have been trampled, right? Yeah, I always <laughs> wonder, like, in that moment, are you even really enjoying the music? Or are you just getting killed? And- no, you're getting killed, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it really wasn't fun at all. Like, it was like, it was, uh, well, it was cool. To yeah. be a part of it, but yeah. it was it was like it hurt. You'll never forget it, but yeah. And then when I said finally, I'm like, I got kids and stuff. I gotta get the f out of here, you know. <laughs> so then I go like I have to go through two mosh pits to get out of there, right? So now I'm in Chicago. I don't know where, where I'm lucky to be alive. I think, right? I'm looking. I don't know where my anything is, and I just and at that time too, like to get a even a text message is was kind of weird. It was not. It was 2007 or whatever. But I sent Dave a text message. And uh, I said, where are you? Meet me at the tree. And he goes, uh, he goes, wine bar. And I could look over and he's sitting on a, it's a, I'm sitting by a wine bar too. And I look over and there's charters on these Muskoka chairs with his feet up. He's drinking a bottle of wine. Relaxing. You know? Watching the rest of the Rage Against the Machine, you know, and relaxing. And I took the Muskoka chair next to him. And that's how we watched the rest of the Rage Against the Machine concert with their feet up, drinking red wine because they were out of beer. <laughs> so we had to drink this red wine. And we had a real relaxing talk. We got interviewed by this guy from Rolling Stone magazine, so he Ooh. says, I think he just wanted to suck Charter's dick. <laughs> 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 just between you and I and everyone here. Because <laughs> there was no article on Rolling Stone. <laughs> Charter's looked. Oh, uh, you could have used that for your Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been my thing. Pete and Dave just saying, yeah. yeah, hey, we lasted three songs. <laughs> Then we got out of there. there I can't go. believe that is that was a crazy show. Where was it going with that? Uh, Chris R.I.P. Chris Carnell. Oh yeah, Chris Carnell. <laughs> hey, he played with audio or audio most slave. of the yeah most of the radio. Yeah, with audio slave. Wait, yeah. anyway, what's your audio slave story? <laughs> I haven't seen him. Have you? No, never will. No, never will anymore. <laughs> yeah, you can't now. He's dead. 
Unfortunately. Now everyone's dead from the grunge. The grunge icons are all dead except for Eddie Vedder, Eddie Vedder right? Yeah, not Eddie Vedder. Yeah. So Elaine uh, Staley, uh, Kurt Cobain, and now Chris Cornell. Now uh, the only one left. Scott Weiland. Scott Weiland, yeah, right? Yeah. Now you said Smashing Pumpkins as grunge. Yeah, right? I did. At that time, they kind of they were. You think they're they? grunge? They were Chicago grunge. Yeah. Yeah. There's some argument to be made that they're emo. Well, perhaps. I think as they went on. What is it? Doesn't the drop D make it grunge? What is the thing that makes it yeah, grunge? Yeah, I don't know. I think it was just Seattle. that. Seattle. Yeah, exactly. Well, Seattle definitely helps, but that, just that era and. There's like that, a Stone Temple Pilots sound. weren't from. A, no, they weren't from. They were from LA, weren't they? But they're definitely grunge. No. Yeah, they're grunge, right? You'd have yeah. to argue. But I think Strange if you're from trees. Seattle at that time, you're labeled grunge, right? Yeah, yeah. But they're all gone. They're all dead, anyways. Well, they have the rest of the bands that are remaining. What they should. That's right. Eddie Vedder is like. He, what he he's the only one left, and he's kind of like uh, he hasn't been cool since he's bought that winery, <laughs> right? It's hard when you're like, you know, he used to be a rock star and now he like he owns a winery and he's like got a golf shirt on and short hair and he talks with his kids and his dog or something like that. You know, he's just a oh, oh. Donald Trump is a war criminal. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. Who the hell? Crazy. <laughs> he's just gonna be like a seven year old guy just brah brah. Here I wanna hear It's like the modern day Bob Dylan, right? But it's instead of like, it's brr. What's <laughs> <laughs> the difference? That's right. Yeah. That's a good future. I'd take it. Hell yeah. If you take, whose career would you take, Steve, of anyone's? Or Jay, too, I'll ask this of you. Or, or, or Zinger, who's, uh, who would you take as a, if you look at the career that they have, and this could be, so you have the option of like burning out, like a, a real hot short career or whatever, Baby burnout, diet twenty seven kind of rock star life, or you got the longevity of a guy, of a guy like Neil Young or something like that. Like who would you say in rock history has had the uh, ideal career? We should have uh, music for. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. To, to me, yeah. I'll, I'll do the first answer. I just think anybody that's. Uh, Burnout quick has a has a like longevity that people remember, like Cobain and uh, I mean, going before. But you have Jim to be Morrison. dead. Yeah. You want to burn out quick? Though? Yeah. Well, that's, that's what thing. I mean. I just think their legacy goes longer because I don't know. It's just like nostalgia behind it, right? What could have been? What could? Yeah, been? yeah. If we were watching Jimi Hendrix playing at Casino Rama right now, <laughs> yeah, you know, what do we be thinking yeah. of in the it's same not like, way? Oh, he's so awesome. No, he's an eighty-year-old man like playing his guitar with his teeth. He's in like Ringo's All Star Band. Yeah, like I always think it's cooler. <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, not to burn out. I I'll guess. take Mick Jagger. Oh, there you Mick go. Mick Jagger. Yeah, that's that's not bad. Still, still cool at seventy. Yeah. Oh, and live forever. Live forever. It just didn't he just have a baby? Mick Jagger. I think he's still fucking. That's the best <laughs> for breakfast. Like uh, you're. I like I love having a vasectomy. Don't get me wrong, love it. But uh, <laughs> just to make that clear. But, but damn, I'd like to, I'd like to be able to get girls pregnant. Like in my mind, I just like knowing I can get you pregnant. Like when you're walking past somebody, you're like, I can get you pregnant. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna do it, but I can get you pregnant. But I could. <laughs> I don't can't even think that anymore. You know, I'm just empty, right? 
not fertile. And then my wife was joking because like she's the one that's fertile. We left her fertile and fixed me, right? Because that's the easier thing to do. But she's gonna dry up anyways if we just waited it out, right? <laughs> I'm gonna be fertile forever, right? You're st- you're fixed. I'm fixed. Mike, are you fixed, Mike? No. Hopefully you wouldn't dry out first though, right? Right. Hey, no, you mics can't. Mics aren't fixed over here. What? The mics aren't fixed. Mics Two are fertile open. mics here. Are you are you loaded still? No, I'm fixed. You're fixed too, eh? Another one done. You're. And Wes? I'm fixed. But you're fixed. <laughs> you can't believe anything they tell you about that though. Right. Like, it takes longer. I think it feels different too. Right. I think that's just age, man. That's what I yeah. think it is. I think the vasectomy is not a big. It didn't really do that much, but the. Age did a lot of damage. <laughs> no, I meant like it, it takes longer to heal than they tell you. Not that it oh, yeah. take any longer. I'm just saying that like, it took longer. To oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. I screwed up, though. It hurt f- more than they said it was going to do. I fixed my sump pump when it was uh, uh, when I wasn't supposed to lift, and then it turned out my... Uh, you fixed your sump pump. Is that, is that like, a metaphor? <laughs> shit, it was... Kind of, no, actually, what, literally... Was, I had something a, else done while they were down there? <laughs> <laughs> I had, his butthole. I had a flood in my basement. <laughs> I had a flood in my basement, and I said, don't lift anything. And I like, heard my alarm going off. It's flooding, you know, and I have to go and f- pull my sump up out of the hole. Out of the hole. When I did that, my uh, kibbles and bits went black Ooh. like Ooh. night. What an opportunity for my wife, I thought, eh? Like, did they go get bigger at the have same a big, time? Have their husband. You know, it's like a, you give your wife wear like a blonde wig, but you could, <laughs> you know, I had a black dick. How, when did she get to ever play with a black dick? It's like, a, this thing could clear up at any time, honey. You have to come home now. You should get yourself some shoe polish. Maybe. No, I want it. It's going to come off. Toxic. This is real, man. I have a real, it's kind of more purple. Ride it to be honest. Out. What? Ride it out as long as you can. Yeah. It looked thicker. And it couldn't swim worth the shit, Michael. <laughs> Those are the only two things I know for sure. But it's probably the same size, but it looked bigger, like heavier if you had to lift it. It's all about confidence. <laughs> yeah, I think it was more confident. And I grew in the Afro bush, too, to kind of give it the 70s basketball player from the AWA look. <laughs> Tight shorts. Yeah. The knee-high socks. <laughs> Coming in hot. Yeah, just one knee-high sock on my dick. <laughs> Michael Cooper style. Hey, uh, we should get to a segment we call Feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. It's feedback. Um, Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback. This week's feedback is brought to you by our friends at Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, if you'd like to go to the Live from Dutch Hall website and click on our Amazon banner, you can do any of your Amazon shopping and some of that money, a very little bit. We'll come back and help our show. And you know what? We're in some big... <laughs> I counted our money the other day. Like, Kenny Rogers says, don't count your money. Right. Unless um, you know, know yeah. when to hold it's time them. to count your money. I wasn't sitting at the table. I was in my privacy in my own bedroom, and there's no one around. And I took the done. Dutch Hall money out of my safe... Right? I'm not going to tell you where it is, Stephen. What's the combination again? There is no combination. It's blood. You have to just give <laughs> your own blood, and it has to come from Crazy. your retina. I have an eye doctor wife. She rigged it up. <laughs> she's very, she's very smart. She's very smart. Yeah, my, high security with Dutch Hall funds. 
But we're into some fucking digits, man. Woo! Hell. We almost have enough to do something like that's eh, not great. It's not a great amount. But we we went we went from like I'm telling you right now, over the years, we have actually we have we have we have reached a thousand dollars. I'm gonna come right Whoa, out and say it. One thousand wow. dollars. Yeah, one thousand. Things are happening. Three years time. Yeah, that's what we were able to accomplish. Three hundred and thirty three bucks a year. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's almost like a buck a day. It's like you could Sponsor a kid in Africa, <laughs> or go, or like be our greatest sponsor in history that we would ever like. We would, you can get us to do anything for that. Just ten cents a day. Ten cents a day, and you we would you would eclipse every effort that we have put forth in three years' time. You could eclipse for ten ten cents a day or whatever. No, a dollar a day. Dollar a day. Dollar a day. A cup of coffee. But you can do that too on our website, livefromthedutchall.com. You could click on the PayPal site and give and donate us money. People have done that in the past to become shareholders of Live from the Dutch Hall. It's prestigious. Yeah, oh. and it is prestigious. We have Shareholder X. We have uh, the great uh, Kosher Pork Job, mm, who's actually attended in studio mm-hmm. and uh, a great fan of the show. And, uh, you know, uh, we have uh, Jeff, the Honorable Jeff Kemp. Mm-hmm. Oh, Honorable mystery mystery shareholder. We have a lot of great shareholders of the show, and uh, you know, we also have to thank uh, Van Dyke Party Services for their support of this show. And uh, really, uh, you know, I got to think it's this time of year. It's like it's summertime. You know, so you're doing one of the most. If you have a swimming pool, if you're lucky enough to have a swimming pool, you might want to get that pool open to have a pool party. You know, have a few of your friends over. That's dirty work, Michael. That's dirty work. You, that smells like dead worms. You know, it's like disgusting. You gotta go in an algae, algae, and rub it with your hand and stuff like that. Get and the you, skimmer out. Yeah, man, it's a, uh, and it's it's can be can be not a very pleasant task. You know, it's gonna make that health a good, be, lot better. If you and if you and invite between five and twenty nine Van Dyke first cousins in bright yellow jackets. You can send it. We call it a goddamn first pool party of the year. Yep. We won't be in much good for work, but goddamn it, you're gonna have the time of your life. And all it's gonna cost you is one hundred dollars of cold hard cash plus all of, all of our expenses, which will be dear. Mm-hmm. And if you're not one hundred percent satisfied, we'll return that hundred dollars. But those expenses have run through our bodies and potentially yours. Van Dyke Party Services. Don't live your life in regret. Brought to you by our good friends at Clean Flow. Fuck yeah. Thanks, Clean Flow. You know Clean Flow. Well, you know how we topped the uh, $1,000? Clean Flow. It was kind of Clean Flow because Clean Flow donated product, some great Clean Flow product. It's amazing. And I had a Pine Grove yard sale, and I shielded out the back, and I'll tell you, we gave me 50 bucks. Wow. (laughs) 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Cash money right in the goddamn I'm a bad motherfucker (laughs) wallet donated by Clean Flow. That's right. And then I went and had a shot of fucking uh, Jägermeister donated by Clean Flow. And I just looked at that worm in the tequila bottle. I haven't got the courage to drink it yet, you know? I just stare at it and wonder what's going to happen. What's that night going to be like sometime in the future when I decide this is a night to crack this bottle and oh get to the end where it's a, and I just see the darkness. And tell the stories. And tell the stories. I can't wait to use the uh, stack of uh, yellow cups that I have at my bar. Mm-hmm. That you know say what? staff, Van Dyke Party Services. Yeah, you know what I did? Right. I went through They're the hotel everywhere. and cleaned up. I like to tidy him up because I didn't want to give the hotel a bad name by having them all over the hotel. Right, I tidied <laughs> our room as well. So I, uh, I went through the hallways and picked them all up. And you know what? You wash those things up. They're give good them to, to go. They're good to go. The maid staff got any of those. That's a lucky gift. They bring those home. They're reusable <laughs> forever. Also brought to you by Clean Flow. Great, great 
uh, sponsors. And, and you know what? We have, we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, mention Bushstock 2017 oh, yeah. or Bushstock Fest at the beautiful Lakeside Vista. This year uh, is, I wish I had the dates on me right now, but it's August the 25th, 26th, 27th. Yes. Thank you, Stephen. Weekend before Labor Day weekend. Yeah, August 25th, 26th, 27th. We already had word from the Barry Mansion girls. They are making the trek again. No way. Bushstock, two years in a row. They were so impressed by year one. They're coming back. So if that isn't enticing enough, that the Barry Mansion girls are going to be there. And uh, Nocturnal Emissions already announced the play. The Hell Jay yeah. Kipps Band, yep. our guest Woo. tonight, also announced the play. And who else they have? Uh, uh, they have, a, and their headliners are still yet to be announced. They are. It, mm. it, we, I can't wait. We're going to be one of the first people to be able to roll out. Uh, I think the announcement on uh, the big acts when they come. Oh man! So I can't wait to see what they came up with for this year. And. Um, it's at Lakeside Vista, so go on the, the Facebook page. Uh, it's probably the best way to find them right now while they're getting their website up. It is uh, late, uh, Bushstock 2017 on Facebook. It's the best way to get the details yeah. for this year. Um, and your Army Electric. Oh, yes. You know what? It's not just your Army Electric. We, our ad campaign for your Army Electric uh, has been so successful, uh, I, which... Really it really has. It's really helped them as far as getting those little calls, as far as just getting those brief moments in life. Just catch your breath, you know, kiss your wife, smell the roses. You know what I'm saying? Those type of moments. Making his that day. A goddamn cousin and and what might be a saint, Derek Carmi, mm-hmm. who's just trying to do his fucking job. He's fucking busy. And wire some shit up and be a good man. And all you're doing is calling over your horse shit, right? What do you got? A rickety old, uh, a rickety old light bulb that you just want fixed? Oh, I don't like getting on the ladder anymore. Yeah, I'm getting a little scared. Oh, you like looking at my cousin Derek's tight buns when he's climbing the ladder, old lady? Smoking cigarettes. Maybe you can find some other schlub to do it. Not a goddamn businessman who's got a beautiful family to think about. Kids. And, and he's not, got everything. Yeah, she doesn't care about. He, he no, he doesn't want a hard candy lady. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, Army Electric, if they don't get it right the first time, they'll get it right the second time. And if they don't get it right the second time... You can go fuck yourself. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, I was, was going to say, there's other another uh, uh, guy in the trades, a plumber, I was talking to him this week, and he said that he might be interested in getting us to sponsor hi, uh, him, He's or yeah, sponsoring well, us, he? to get him less uh, business as well. I'm not going to mention <laughs> it because we haven't worked out the details of... Uh, but everyone's busy is what I'm saying. There's a lot of people that are busy out there, and they may need some people to cool the jets, and if and I think we're the guys to do it. If you had a good reputation as a business and you want to kind of like ruin that. You want to just coast along? Yeah, just give us a call. Give us an email maybe at lifeinthedutchhallgmail.com, and we will do our best to weekly ruin your business for a price. I might work. Yeah. What do yeah. you think? Hey. People are I think busy. The next, they want to enjoy some time to themselves. You know, I don't know. I've been in I've been in banking for a while, and usually how it works is this: you get uh, you get like little uh, you get your first year you don't make no money, and then second year you make a little bit more, third year you make and it exponentially grows, right? So, you know, we made a thousand in three years. I bet you by year four we could be at like fifteen hundred. That is that <laughs> would be something. That would be something else. Wow. Dare to dream, dare to dream. Shoot you know? for the stars. Well, that's what we do here. Lesson learned. That's and right. uh, that's what we do. 
So we got the we we get feedback every week from different sources. This week is uh, no exception, and uh, two in particular we like to read this week. One is from Bruce Veltry, former listener of the week, I think to these two time. Two times. He provides us with this. He says your hockey and hordes episode was great. <laughs> the sad story of Peter's trip to the strip joint Niagara Falls. <laughs> And the schooling on such matters by your guest was comedy gold. Not for everyone, but for those just twisted enough, it was brilliant. Aww. Isn't that nice? That's a nice one. Yeah, good feedback from Bruce. Thank you very much. And I got to say, I went to my cousin Craig's uh, Buck and Doe, Craig and Darby. Yep. Uh, Shout out to them getting married uh, coming up in in the fall. Uh, we went to their Buck and Doe, which was a glorious event, and oh, uh, packed house. Oh, what a what a draw! They must be popular people, you know. Jesus, people like them. And nice people. hearts and good smiles. Yeah, they're just <laughs> the delight, you know, the two of them together. I wish them all the best. So they are. Uh, I was there, and I, I ran into my aunt Tia, and my aunt Tia, she was uh, listening to my pro our program, hockey and horrors, you know, Some because Tanta Tia. Yeah, Tanta Tia. What she did was she listened to it because, you know what, this title was enticing because her husband and her uh, three boys were all on this trip, hmm. and she wondered, she knew they were playing hockey, but what of these whores? <laughs> I must right? ask myself. Hmm. So my Tante Tia, she went, uh, she went and uh, listened, gave it a listen. And you know what she said to me? She said she has a newfound respect for me. Oh, really? Is what she says, because I have no business with those whores. Eh? Oh. Something called whores. I got, uh, I got cornered at the buck and doe, asked the same <laughs> questions. I think they're trying to check it out that the stories were true. Yeah. And I said, Aunt Tia, I have sweet, sweet Kelly. What would I need to look around anywhere else? I was just enjoying the weekend. <laughs> yeah. We like to go and, and just look at girls that we can uh, see that we've made better decisions than yeah. picking men. Thanks for uh, being a train wreck. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> I feel better about my decision. No, I'm leaving. Yeah. We have beers to drink. Yeah. It was really not for a long period of time. It's one of those things you got to do, though, you know? You yeah, gotta, you check just it gotta, off the list. I did it, you know? I did. I saw some weird <laughs> stuff. Vaginas. I'm going to get out of here, <laughs> try to pretend that that's all cool with everybody. What was going down in there? Because some of it was weird, you know, like it's just nudity and s- squatting on a bunch of people s- touching on that. It's like, oh, really? I don't know. Not my cup of tea anymore. Mm. Right? It's too close. It's, I got kids. So you, uh, uh, anyways, that's uh, Bruce Veltry. And Tia, you know, both of you, thank you for your feedback. But if I got to f- pick one, I got to pick the one. Oh, man. Who I love the most, which is my Aunt Tia. Oh. You're the listener of the week. She's the listener of the week. This is her week. It's your week, Aunt Tia. Sorry, Bruce. Your week. We love you still, Bruce. Yeah, we do. And you know what? We've had a guy that's been with us in the very beginning of the show. He's our good buddy, uh, the the Haitian dwarf. Oh. He gives us feedback on iTunes. So let's 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 give him his theme song, boys. My Bert, my dirty knob will do the job. Hi ho, hi ho. Uh, my Almost, birdie. I think you're going Burt Reynolds knob. <laughs> my Burt Reynolds knob. My Burt Reynolds knob will do the <laughs> job. <laughs> my burly knob, my dirty knob will do the job is what it's supposed to be. So Haitian Dwarf gives us feedback on iTunes. This week he entitles his feedback Spit Roast. 
Spit Roast. Oh, man. And he gives us five stars. He says, I had a spit roast on a train once. Oh, man. Not bad at all. Which reminds me, what's better than roses on a piano? Do you know what that means? (laughs) (laughs) The first part I remember... Okay, because most of my shows I don't remember. Like I, I, I don't listen to them because I don't like myself. And then, uh, and then uh, a lot of times I just don't remember things, right? So when I, um, when Dave, when or not Dave, when the Haitian dwarf sends, uh, hey, that'll be good for the conspi- conspiracy, yeah, conspiracy nuts. It's oh, charters. Man. Yeah, that they'll think it's charters, right? And he's not here. He's like Pokeroo, right? <laughs> charters isn't here. The Haitian dwarf gives feedback. His charters, the Haitian dwarf. The yeah. walrus was Paul. But no, if they, um, so when the Haitian dwarf says these things, like I had a spit roast on a train once. I know what that is. That's in reference to when we were talking about threesomes. Yes. Right. We all remember that conversation. But what is the roses on a piano? Some sort of other innuendo? I must have said something about roses on a piano. Mm-hmm. Now we have to go back Tickling and the oh, ivories. two lips on your organ. <laughs> oh, two now that makes nice. more sense. Yeah, two lips on your organ. Good, Paul. Is that what he's Go, leading Paul. us to? Jesus. Uh-huh. Paul's just Amazing. nailing Sudoku and Griffin. That is over like there. a riddle, man. Like you figured real, it out. Real Angela Lansbury. Turnkey. You know, what the hell? What do you call that? Is, it, is there a word that starts with B that describes Paul's genius? <laughs> I don't know. We Athlete. need to come up with one. <laughs> Fucking Athlete. brilliant. 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 Oh. That'll work, too. Brilliant bartender, brother, bus driver. All right. Well, that's it for feedback this week. If you'd like to give us feedback or tell a friend, we'd appreciate it. There's ways to do it. You can go on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and... Uh, the whole internet. The whole internet. And email us at lifeinthedustchallgmail.com, and we'll do our best to... Uh, uh, get back give to you. Sh- get back to you yeah. if, you get, if you get in touch with us. Yeah, make the show better. So thanks you for everyone that does that. This week's guest I'm very excited to have in. Yeah. And Jay, you have to forgive me. You're going to might have to help me with your intro because I didn't write anything down because I'm stupid. But uh, <laughs> Jay, has co- Jay has come down from Mono. Did I say it right? Mono. 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 From Mono, Ontario, which we have been at and performed right. at. We sure have. He's been here. He's not only hosted a live show at his place. And he's traveled here at least, is this your third time? Second time. Second time. time. And two incarnations. Two times. Right? Two times. So we've had, we've had Jay down many times, but this time we're this very time. excited because this time he is, he is uh, promoting his recently released single That's right. from the forthcoming mm-hmm. album, Yet to Be Named. Yet to Be Named, yeah. We're, we're, we're debating between Diverting Disaster and How to Polish Your Longhorns. Maybe... Uh, Maybe mm-hmm. your audience could give us some comments in terms of what they prefer. I'd be curious. But uh. yeah, we will. That's you know how to give the feedback. Live on the Dutch at gmail.com. You can also purchase the single <laughs> on Amazon through your Amazon. Oh, oh really? That's go. a great oh. one. Yeah. So purchase Jay's single, and the, he's playing the, the stripped-down version of his upcoming or his his available single, and the name of it is Everyone But Me. It's uh, available everywhere on your favorite streaming or downloading service. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay Kipps from the Jay Kipps Band. Woo! Jay!
talking to me Six feet under And I was 43 What you got So, Jay, uh, this has been a new venture for you, the Jay Kemp's Band, right? It's, uh, yeah, it's been building for, for a while, but, uh, uh, you know, I've been in several bands over the last five years. I started started my first band about five, six years ago. And then, uh, yeah, and so some of these, some of the members of the Jay Kemp's Band now that have come together, some of them come from other projects you played with in the past, and yeah. are some of them brand new to this? To this, uh, to this situation, yeah, yeah, to this band. We kind of, everything was gelling right at the beginning really well, so the new songs were coming fast. We have uh, 11 songs on the album, 10 of them are originals. We've probably got another, another about that much many more uh, ready for our next album probably, but we kind of jumped right into the studio right away to sort of make it happen while the vibe was happening. And, and so how did, this, how did this group come together though? Uh, well, Chad, the lead guitar player, and I played in another band together, uh, and he used to play with the bass player in another band, and our drummer, uh, Corey, I just knew from the music scene around, uh, 
around Dufferin County. And then you just found all the components, and you said you wanted you wanted to pursue this, and everybody was in in on it. Yeah, it kind of came to well, Chad and I are kind of writing par- partners, I would say. So. Lennon and McCartney of the Jake Hips band, something if you will. Like that, something like <laughs> yeah. that. And uh, so uh, we had the bass player, and we'd been playing together. We knew that the previous band we were in together was probably not going to last, so. We started playing together pretty regularly about six months before that one split up. And then uh, when we were kind of ready, we went and found a drummer to, to right. that we thought we would gel with. And, and it kind of went from there. And, uh, yeah. But with it, because your name's on the on the band... Well, that was actually the band's idea. So I, I, I actually had lots of fun names I wanted to go with. but And, <laughs> and there was lots of names up there. I think that, you know, it's kind of neat when you can go with a band name which is more interesting than just me i mean it's you know i'm very fortunate that like this band is awesome like these guys are such good players and they make me sound great and uh, they're much more skilled musicians than i am and much more experienced so you know i wanted to name it give it a band name but you know the bands are pretty fluid there's nothing tougher i don't think than keeping a band together so to be able to come out with original material put it put it together on a record and then uh, have some flexibility in terms of when we play, in terms of swapping out members if we have to. I mean, I always want it, want the original guys if possible. But but know. are you the like? Do you believe like Noel Gallagher, for example? You know who he is from Oasis. Okay, yeah, yeah. Anyways, there's there's two. Noel Gallagher said he was like the he was like the uh, um, the leader of Oasis. You know, like the the, the dictator. Like of of the band, like he said, there's a, there needs to be one captain of the ship, and otherwise the, there's too many different directions it'll go into, and the ship will be uh, yep. torn apart, kind of thing, right? Yeah, I think. Um, so, do you think there needs to be like one singular vision? It needs or? to be for me. Like I I I I you know I try and be open to other influences, but I really kind of have a direction that I, I I'm looking for for the music and. But I really like to have people I can bounce that off of and get their input and creativity. So I don't want it to be just like my way. I want their imp- input, but I don't right. want it to be a democracy either. Like I've been in other bands where it's been like, oh, it's you know, it's Jay's turn to sing the song because he hasn't sung a song in a while. I I don't I've never been interested in that. I want to sing the song because it's right for my voice and it sounds good when I sing it. And if right. it doesn't, then I want somebody else to sing it, no matter whose turn it is. Right. That's why Steve doesn't sing, right? Very often is because uh, we're waiting for a song that sounds good in Steve's voice. Right? Yeah, in the right key. That's, <laughs> that's, right. Kidding. that's Charter. That's a Charter's joke. He's not here, so I have to deflect my bad singing jokes to uh, now Steve. Right, oh. he's number two. He's the latest picked on my. And I know how sensitive he is too, because he's got better facial hair though. Did, were you? Uh, uh, did you ever have? Thanks, were you a natural performer, Jay? Like, or is that something that you've? Because uh, you said like in the last five years you've really. Yeah, it's probably been about, like, I probably started playing around, probably six, seven years ago I started playing, like, I started, I hadn't really been a performer. I mean, I... But were, when you were a kid or whatever like that, you, did you have a tendency to, like, uh, try to perform for your parents or anything like that? Like, it was at, uh... Well, harp, I've been playing harp since I was about 15, so that, but that was always originally a solo thing, and then I started, uh... You know, I, the thing about harmonica is if you're ballsy enough to ask a band if you can play with them, a lot of times they'll let you. So yeah. I got to play with, like, the Northern Pikes at the Horseshoe, and yeah. I got to play with Jeff Healy at Grossman's. And, oh, that's uh, Steve's wife's related to Jeff Healy. Is that right? Yeah. yeah, they're like cousins, right? Well, they were. Oh, yeah, whatever. You're always cousins, right? Yeah. That's like I asked my, gr- my grandpa one time. 
if uh, what the I go, you know, uh, what's your oldest brother's name? And he's like, my oldest brother, he's dead. I'm like, yeah, what's his name? You know, who cares? He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wow. I'm like, geez, man. Geez. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I still I wanted to answer the question. So that's the Dutch answer. <laughs> anyways, Jeff, yeah, like that's, those are great experiences, right? Well, yeah, so and I've kind of left a mark for sure. And uh, and then I started getting enough feedback from other people about playing harmonica that I could kind of hold my own. And it took me a while nice, to, to believe that, I think. But, uh, but yeah, that's a, that's, a good, that's a good question. Like, because you have to get to – because you might think you sound great. But if you don't, you like perception of yourself is, is is huge. Like, how do you know for sure you're right? You know what I mean? Well, I still like, I don't understand how people have that kind of confidence. So they just know they they're doing it good. Like, Steve, you're an accomplished guy. Mike, you're an you're an accomplished <laughs> musician. Am I? I don't know. I don't know. Steve, I would say Steve is. Okay, Steve, you went to did you go to school for music? I did. Right, like he's like a uh, Mike. Well, he gets Zinger. Did you go to school for music? Oh no. No, he's. Not yet. You didn't go to school for music, right? You work at it on your own spare time or whatever, right? Like, yeah. just to get at it. That's what... But uh, you, like, studied it and stuff, right? Yeah. Do you okay. know you're good then just because... Or do you have anxiety that you're uh, not good, that you suck? I only hear the bad notes. Oh, you only hear your mistakes? Like when I'm done, really? For me, that's... You're very know. good, man. I, I love you. But, uh... Thank you. But you can, uh... But you don't. You still hear the bad notes, and it bothers you. Oh, for sure it does. Oh, I like hearing that. <laughs> it really does make me feel better, because <laughs> it sucks, man. Like sometimes it's like you, th- like you think it's uh, you're trying something that it's supposed to be fun, right? Like you're doing like something you love, like you're playing music. So you think that's gonna make you happy, and you are happy, right? You're doing what you want to do, mm-hmm. but then you're so hard on yourself sometimes because it's not the way you thought it should be in your head. That uh, you don't get to enjoy the fact you're doing what you love. Well, it's uh, for me. It's only recently that I feel like I've gotten comfortable actually calling myself a musician. It's probably only in the last year that I feel like I could say that. Yeah, that's that's interesting. We had a conversation about this with comedians that say, "What? When do you think you can call yourself a comic?" Right? What? Can you ever call a vocalist like a person who's just singing a musician? I well, I, I know some vocalists that I would. Say they're musicians oh, yeah. because their their vo- their voice is the is the instrument mm-hmm. that makes them a musician. Yeah, yeah? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Who, Especially who, you think about guys who lead bands too, who are the vocal like mm-hmm. like Van Morrison. It's hard to lead a band. It's yeah. hard to keep it together. It's hard to like keep. I mean, it's often everybody's discretionary effort. Like, in the, there's no money in it. There's no upside. No. You know, and to keep everybody coming and together and working on that and like and maybe you get lucky and you you get paid a little bit and. You know, I've got a song. I've got a song right now that's out in 144 company or countries, and I'm just starting to rake in the pennies now. <laughs> oh, nice! So it it's cool. a hell of a way to almost make a living. It's uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's and then when you yeah. say you got to have a band now, yeah. so now you got to convince four people, or like whatever you got in your band, about your stupid idea that's that's not going to make any money because we're in Canada and nobody cares about artists anyways, and they don't pay for shit anymore, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you're like. Uh, and and you and you manage to get them to agree to put really a lot of work and a lot of effort into making this all work. And if you can pull that off, that's a huge feat. Well, and the other piece is just like for us. I mean, this is my first record, my first time like really recording in a in a full on studio. I mean, we've recorded lots, but 
and that is like you know that's a whole other animal to so th- oh, yeah. that is a ton of work to get all those songs ready and then to be efficient in the studio so you're not burning through tons of cash you know we got a great the record's produced by Stuart Gunn it's sounding really good but you know that's a professional service as well you've got to pay for the studio time as well yeah. you've got to pay for mastering I mean there's a lot of a lot of investment that goes into it and then when you've got the finished product you, now you have to play like now you have to work it's not just done like right. it's not just going to sell itself so yeah the marketing just begins and that's where you can spend like endless amounts of yep. money you know mm-hmm. yep. depending on how far you want to take it but, but it's a lot of fun it was uh, we recorded this, the record in uh, at Wildlife Sanctuary Sound in uh in Durham, in the town of Durham, really cool studio out in the woods, and uh, you know it, it really came together. The guys did great. Everybody sounded really good, and, and we're really happy with it. I think. Where are people uh, going to be able to see you this uh, summer? Uh, we're playing the Orangeville Blues and Jazz Festival June second during the Blues Cruise on the Friday at the East End of Town. We're uh, then um, let's see, we're uh, July sixteenth. At Ribfest, also in Orangeville, we're at Bushstock this uh, hey. yeah. this year. We're uh, I'm playing at that Fred Fest with the Vaudevillian. Oh, I'm playing harp nice. for them at Fred oh, Fest, cool. which I'm stoked about. I'm playing down um, in Effingham, Illinois, at uh, Bill Posse's festival, Moccasin Creek Festival, uh, yeah. with uh, the Thingamajug <laughs> band down there. So nice. Yeah, yeah. I got a few dates lined up. It's uh, cool. It's summer. Mm-hmm. And uh, people can check you out on. Uh, We've got a new video coming out. I think it's coming out Friday or tomorrow, I think. Um, Sweet. And then you have a website? or we have a website, jkipsband.com. Uh, Facebook, jkipsband, Instagram, you know, Twitter, YouTube channel. Uh, if you just look up jkipsband on YouTube, there's <laughs> yeah, 40 yeah. videos on They'll there. They'll find you. So. Nice. Well, Jay, uh, guys, do you mind? I know we hadn't practiced it, but do you mind? We haven't done it in a while. I thought we could end the show with a little weird facts. Is that okay? Oh, sure, we can. We'll figure it out. Yeah, you want to figure it out? I thought we hadn't done it in a while. Jake, Jay, I want to thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, we're going to do a little th- game yes. called uh, Weird Facts. Hearing your name when no one is actually calling you is the sign of a healthy mind. That's odd. Or so says the internet. Dancing often increases happiness. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're dancing on the graves of your enemies. Ooh, Steve. Ah, man. I like it in the kitchen. What? Dancing <laughs> in the kitchen. Dancing in the kitchen is what you like, Paul? That's your thing? I like the shower. Dancing in the shower? Yeah. Too slippery, Michael. You bump your head. I take my chances. The average... I'm oh, sorry, I went too early. The average person fears spiders more than death. The only thing they fear more than spiders is death by spiders. Ooh, wow. That's perfect. That didn't work. Some old myth claim that when you're born, you're actually crying from the death of your past life. That's not a weird fact at all. You're right, Michael. Sorry, I'm trying to get a good one here. 80% of your intelligence comes from your mother's side. Oh, I've read that. Thank God. Yeah, so it's not just a Dutch Hall fact? Yeah. yeah. Don't marry a dum-dum. Your kids are going to be losers. (laughs) And may be pear-shaped. Yeah. 
There are so many different types of apples that if you ate a new one every day, it would take over 20 years to try them all. How do you like them apples? Ooh, that was clever. <laughs> you aren't rich until you have something that money can't buy. Like herpes. <laughs> I thought that was a Footloose song. Uh, what? Men tend to overstate women's interest in them, and women tend to underestimate men's interest. True facts. What is that? Men tend to overestimate women's interest. Oh, she thinks I'm hot. Right. And women tend to underestimate. He doesn't like. He doesn't like me when we would bang anything. Yeah. Oh wow. That's total opposite. That's that is craziness. Because if you can figure out the secret to that, you're the best. Just tell girls you think they're hot, right? And they didn't think you. It's a secret to everything, Jane. I met you way too, way too young. I can get so much puss, Jane. Just don't look for a second. Close your eyes. Love actually has nothing to do with your heart. It's all chemical reactions inside your brain. I brain you, Jane. I brain you. And I brain all of you, everyone. This has been our show for this week. I'd like to thank... Jay Kibbs from the D. Kibbs Band for coming in. Yeah. I'd like to thank Mike Zinger right. for replacing Dave because it's about time we've done it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Thank you. And I'd like to thank all you guys for listening to the show. If you could tell a friend, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, do any of that shit, that would be great. Other than that, we will see you NT. See you next Thursday. There it is. Ha <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>